Jill Rutter, um, just listening to all of that, I mean, it's clear that there were many different opponents of these restrictions approaching them from many different perspectives and uh, that it seems as though frustration with the government um, brought it all to a head. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think one of the things that uh, was pretty clear was the moment it, that Labour said it was going to support all the measures, conservative critics of the Prime Minister, and he's really got quite a lot of them these days, could just take out their frustration on him. Basically, Labour gave them in that sense a free pass. Labour was there, Keir Starmer saying, we're doing the sort of patriotic right thing by the country, we're putting public health first and putting opposition aside, not playing politics with that. But that actually then basically declared open season on the prime minister from all his very many critics range on the back bench. And when you think of the size of the payroll vote uh, of the people who are on the ministerial payroll, the fact you have 100 MPs of what is, you know, a total of um, around probably 250 or so who are allowed to rebel against government. I mean, that's a massive rebellion. So it really is quite interesting, interesting arithmetic. Uh, the one thing that struck me as really interesting, it came out in that clip you just played there, Carol, was I'd assumed that the sort of libertarian Tories who opposed vaccine passes or whatever, basically opposed any sort of proof to get access to somewhere. But their line seems to be actually a rather different line to the one I'd expected. And I was quite struck by this watching the debate that vaccine passes are not enough. They're no good. That's why we want everybody to be tested. Um, it struck me that actually, in some ways, what they were really making quite a good case for was not vaccine passports or a lateral flow test, but vaccine passports and a lateral flow test. But I don't think any of them took the logic there. Because, of course, uh, if you're worried about pressure on the health service, and I think Wes Streeting put this quite well in his contribution, the new shadow health secretary, uh, if you're worried about the NHS, then you don't want people getting very ill. And one of the things we know is that people who've been vaccinated are much less likely to get severely ill. So you reduce the sort of risk to the NHS by allowing those people to go into crowded venues. But uh, where they're right is that it's not an absolute guarantee that you've been vaccinated and you uh, won't, you may not have COVID because we do know that there is certainly with the Omicron there is a breakthrough. So it seemed to me that they're making quite a strong case for actually strengthening what the government wanted to do. But <laughs> yeah, none of them quite it, saw it that way. <laughs> so it, it was a, a very interesting debate and lots of different contributions uh, from different perspectives. Um, when I spoke to Bob Blackman, who voted against all three of the measures, I asked him about the argument that COVID passports would increase take-up of three jabs. I, I'm I'm worried, to be honest, that, that that what will happen is that people will be discouraged. We say uh, this will breed resentment unnecessarily, particularly amongst the people that we are targeting at the moment, which is younger people um, who have not yet been vaccinated and may may be um, resistant to get vaccines. Um, I think that it's a really bad move. I would much rather have a position where people people had to give uh, proof of a negative test before they went to a venue. That, that to me, would be far more effective in combating this. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, he thought that uh, COVID passports, far from encouraging take-up of the vaccines, um, might discourage people. And But surely the evidence, Jill, is that is that where COVID passports have been introduced in places like France and Italy, they have increased take-up. 
that does seem to be what happened in France. So France obviously started off with a much higher uh, rate of vaccine hesitancy than the UK. So you always have to be a bit wary about making cross-national cross comparisons. But I know from my own experience that when they, uh, I work with quite a lot of youngish people, uh, and when the government introduced its sort of new travel rules and there was a sort of very big advantage in terms of what you had to do when you came back from your holidays if you were double vaccinated, if you were vaccinated as opposed to if you weren't. The you know, enthusiasm of my colleagues for getting double vaccinated as soon as they possibly could, they were all searching on Reddit for uh, places that would vaccinate you after a sort of smaller interval because they were so keen to be able to prove their vaccine status and be exempt from the uh, restriction to isolate at home when you came back from holiday. So Rob Blackman maybe knows other people, uh, other young people than I do. I think there are undoubtedly some refuseniks who will see this as you know, further conspiracy against them and marginalisation. But I think for people... If you're looking at people who basically are just not getting round to it and, you know, just can't quite be bothered to go and get vaccinated, then uh, then I think that might tip them in the other direction okay. because it's about a balance of inconveniences. But I think one of the other interesting things is some of the other things people can do to make it easier. Um, we were yesterday sort of urging all our younger uh, younger colleagues to go and get boosted. All of us older people had already been done saying, go, go, go. And they say, well, can I take the time off work? You're saying, yeah, for God's sake, this is much more important. We don't <laughs> go. And, you know, if you've got to wait a couple of hours in a queue, then just go. And it'd be good to know that other places are encouraging people and making it very easy for people to go and Indeed. get their vaccination uh, during working hours. Um, Jill, many thanks for that.